a savage. Been that way since the beginning. Me and Twizzy, friendly spitters. Why the hell is y'all pretending? We just youngins on the loose. Ain't no need for apprehending. And we never second guessed it. Cause we always had a vision. I'm a beast, I'm a dog. Tell me what's the plan of action when I tell you that I want it. Pull them up like Janet Jackson. Put your name on the boat. But you know I'm still a captain when the liquor's in my system, baby. Hey, Sonny. What's up? How you been? Umang, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm good. I'm good. You know, I've just been celebrating my birthday that just passed this weekend. Uh, you know, a lot of birthday celebrations. I still feel almost hungover because every other day I was, you know, out and about doing my thing. Um, you know, I probably, uh, I try to manage as much as I could to stay indoors, but you know, birthday celebrations, plus everyone I know is vaccinated. So it's pretty bad, man. I should probably stay inside. But how about you? Are you, uh, <laughs> are you, uh, you know, going out as much or no? Because I know Texas doesn't care. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Over here, uh, there's really no rules in Texas. Uh, I have been staying indoors for the most part. So I'm just over here hiding in my room. <laughs> um, I didn't get the vaccinations, fortunately. So um, I think I will slowly start making my way out. <laughs> kind of like a um a caveman seeing the sun for the first time you know so slowly <laughs> take baby steps outside no for sure for sure uh stepping outside is definitely one of those things that you know it just feels great too because the summer's here and like i today i even went for like a run and it felt amazing dude like it's 70 80 degrees in jersey right now and you know like we're not used to this kind of weather for like six five to six months because of the winter so you know it just feels amazing just to be out i see people outside just chilling and stuff so you know but uh yo welcome on the podcast man like you know it, it's it's dope to have you on and uh you know you're a great mediator on um you know clubhouse so just a little bit about you you know go feel free to introduce yourself you know to the people absolutely uh umang thank you for having me i know we've uh, kind of yeah, chatted yeah. about doing this i'm glad we were able to put this together uh, my name is Sunny Jane. I am a, um, a person here in Houston, Texas. Uh, lived here for most of my life. Um, you know, graduated uh, recently with my MBA degree from Mays Business School and concentrating in finance. Uh, outside of that, um, you know, I love, I love eating food. I'm a foodie. <laughs> um, I love <laughs> dogs. Uh, what else about me? Um, I'm a huge uh, tech person, so I love talking about tech and finance and uh, strategy and things of that nature as well. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's who I am. No, and that's that's sick. And also, you're the moderator for the Global Gene Network, and you it's like your own brand in a way, right? So you created that as well. So just to deep dive into it a little bit, um, it's it's basically a network that circulates around Jainism, and also it's a network for people to connect and kind of just share their opinions openly. Um, so just let's talk about that too. Like, what is it, and what's your end goal with that? Like, where where do you want it to be? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so as you know, I think uh, me and you are both early adopters of Clubhouse, which is this new social media app that 
everyone's talking about. It's an audio based, uh, you know, open source kind of, you know, app. And so, you know, when I was on this app, I started seeing a lot of Janes floating around here and there, but we didn't have any like actual centralized club for us to, to really connect. And so, you know, me being me, you know, and I felt like I was, you know, fairly savvy enough to put something together. I went ahead and started the club. And uh, essentially, the Global Jane Network is a is a club for Janes and friends of Janes to connect with each other. We host right. uh, weekly events. Uh, some are professional, some are social, and some are just like, you know, networking events. And we host like a variety of different topics. And it's been um, incredible. You know, we've you know been able to showcase many incredible people of incredible backgrounds on this platform. And so definitely excited to see where this goes. What I, what I really like about it is like when I join, you know, obviously I'm still learning about Janes. I feel like I learned a decent amount recently, but what I really like about it is like when I joined the Global Jane Network, people were just really open and it didn't feel like a Jane Network. It just felt like an open discussion. And I think it's because you were a great mediator and you did a great job kind of allowing people to speak, but you also knew when to let others speak as well. And I think that's something that's really good when it comes to this global Jane network and to share Jainism too, because, you know, I think a lot of people don't have the full definition of what it is. Uh, people still think we have a God. Uh, we technically don't. Um, and it's just so interesting. Like once you learn a little bit more about it and like your faith, I think it's interesting. And even the people on there, even if they're not Jane or, or whatever, I think it, I really love their open perspective and how they're so woke. Um, and, you know, they just have a good balance of everything. Uh, but you know, it was one of those things that like, you know, when I first, um, joined the network, it was, it was just a few people and now it's, you know, it's booming, dude. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I really do appreciate you kind of sharing your thoughts as well. Um, you know, I've often experienced that some people that are a little bit more, uh, you know, you know, honestly in our community, we have people with variety of, uh, you know, I guess knowledge of Jainism. So some people are grew up in a Jain family some people not so much. Some people just recently wanted to get in, in touch with their own religion, right? And so we just have a, that was a me. huge that was uh, me. like breadth and spectrum. And you know, keeping that in mind, uh, you know, I wanted to create a community that is open to all, inclusive, no matter where you are in the community. Uh, if you're Jane or even if you're just interested in learning about Jainism, we want to have something for you. And uh, of course, no judgment. It's a safe space. And, um, and we're all learning together. You know, I think this is something that, you know, we're all kind of learning together from each other and uh, in these spaces. I I also think that, uh, you know, with, with, with also Jainism, like, you know, just, you know, everyone just being open is amazing. And also like just sharing how they feel about certain global topics. I feel like it's just a lot of important discussions. I'm one of those people I love joking around, but for me, something stimulating is was something that would keep me in the conversation and about the global Jain network. I feel like you guys have a lot of stimulating conversations from even me just listening in a couple of days and, you know, I don't yeah. have like the energy to talk because, you know, who doesn't have bad days, right? At work or something. So days where I don't have energy to like really speak, I can listen in. And I also feel like I'm being stimulated because, you know, for example, like, uh, you know, animal cruelty, for example, right? You guys were talking about seaspiracy and how, um, you know, they do like numerous amount of things to the animal, the ocean, um, even like how they found like multiple whales with garbage bags inside of their bodies and how much uh, pollution has affected animal life, especially or marine life in general. And I just think it's it's just so interesting that, you know, I didn't really see it. But then once I heard about it on our um, 
on a day that where I just kind of like came in, listened in and honed in on it. Uh, I think it was so interesting. I, I saw the Seaspiracy recently and, um, you know, I think it was just so awesome that, you know, topics like that are mentioned, um, even, you know, very vogue topics like what's happening in India right now as well. I don't know if you've covered that yet on uh, one of your, uh, you know, groups or rooms, but, you know, I think that would be a great topic too um, to also discuss, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's incredible that you mentioned that. We actually have a, um, a event tomorrow, which is a roundtable on how do we improve the COVID-19 situation in India. Oh, we were able to right. find a few Janes that are in the medical field or have just like a, a lot of knowledge about the topic. And, you know, we're coming together just to discuss how we can help, you know, being here you know, outside of India, as well as those that are in India, if there's anything that we're overlooking. And, um, you know, not being from the medical space myself, yep, I didn't, yep. you know, and I think for anyone that isn't in this space, I think it'll be an incredible roundtable hearing, you know, doctors, uh, you know, people in bioinformatics and just like healthcare leaders discuss this topic. And uh, and yeah, Seaspiracy, I think, you know, that was an incredible event we had as well. Uh, you know, the documentary came out, you know, I think maybe just a few weeks ago and it, it caused this huge conversation that we were not having before. And so, you know, of course, Clubhouse, the best place to ever have these kind of conversations. We went ahead and put together an event. Uh, we weren't really sure, you know, how many people would turn up, but um, I think it was a, you know, pretty decent turnout, and a lot of people were engaged in the conversation. So that I think that was a really cool event. And like, what is what is your take on what's happening in India right now, though? Like, what? How do you feel? Like, is a good solution just from your own psyche? Like, how do you feel? Um, you know, what we could do? What is a small thing we could do to just kind of make sure India is prevalent with COVID, and you know, you stop. Uh, some of the things that they're doing, you know, like, for example, I had an uncle who actually passed away, but after he passed away, um, people were, you know, you know how you do like the Indian, uh, uh, you know how they like, uh, you know, when, when the person passes away, they have like a pit of fire and they kind of like, you know, do the r regular ritual. People were not wearing masks and they were closer than six feet. And I can clearly see that people were not following the six foot guidelines and stuff that Dr. Fauci said. So what is your take on it? Like, how do you improve things like that, especially with India's population being like five or six times bigger than ours? Um, you know, so it's it's like a population thing, too, I can see. Yeah, no, I uh, I mean, yeah, that, that's a that's, you know, such a difficult question. Um, you know, I know India, we're facing like equipment and staffing shortages, uh, mass yeah. patient flow. And I mean, there's just really so many things going on, both on the healthcare space, as well as even the social dynamics, right? There's like a whole political discussion that's happening. Yep. And then there's a whole media discussion that's happening. And so uh, to be honest, I wish I had a, a better answer. But, you know, I think the best thing we can be, do right now is, um, you know, if you're in a place where you are able to donate money, to donate to some of the charities that are doing incredible things, um, you know, you know, purchasing supplies and equipment that can hey man welcome back no worries we can make the edits so you're fine but you were talking about uh you know things we could do in india to help uh the last thing you said was about donations i heard so yeah i'll definitely you know donate and i'll definitely try to be a little bit more active in that space uh i think definitely you know donation wise i think there's so many different kinds of donations so i want to see like which one is i guess like the most impactful in that um you know so i just definitely will see but some of the stuff i was seeing on the news was pretty crazy uh, it, it showed like you know because of the whole political thing and also 
they don't have too much, um, you know, oxygen tanks and the lack of resources is a better way to say it is, um, you know, they don't have that much. So you just see people just scattering and kind of just being in this entire mess of confusion. So, um, you know, it's just, it's so sad to see what's going on there, but it's good to, it's good to at least know that there's something we can do to help. Right. At the end of the day. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's such a, such a sad thing. And, um, yeah, and, you know, just, you know, have prayers and just continue to help wherever we can, right? Yeah, for sure. So look, to, to dive a little bit into deeper who you are as a person, what's your take on, um, you know, just animal cruelty as well? You know, there's just so much that's kind of like going on with animal cruelty. For me, my biggest pet peeve is dog fighting. I'm not a big advocate of it. Uh, I actually had one of my uh, players that I was a big fan of which was Michael Vick. Uh, I'm an Eagles fan. So, you know, it was just so sad to see that anyone would take a, a, like, you know, a part in action of, you know, making animals fight each other and just animal cruelty in general, you know, it's one of those things that I guess um, it, it, it kind of hits home, right? Like just to see how you treat a living, you know, being or a living thing and the way you treat it, you know, cause animals, like you just from seeing seaspiracy dude like you see how much they impact the environment right so what's your take on that yeah absolutely so you know well just like you i think animal cruelty is something that you know touches home for sure uh very sensitive to animal cruelty it's really difficult to see and hear about um i don't yeah, see life, for uh, sure see for yeah. sure oh yeah especially especially seeing it you know uh it, it's just it's really difficult um you know i know you know, growing up as a Jane, you know, and, you know, in our house, we practice vegetarianism. And, uh, you know, I used to be vegetarian without really thinking about why I did it. You know, obviously, you know, I had that, that, um, that sense of empathy towards animals, but uh, it didn't really, it wasn't something that was so close to me until maybe a few years ago, uh, when I came across like this, you know, video on WhatsApp, and, you know, WhatsApp is notorious for, you know, uncles and aunties in India just, oh, you know, forwarding videos, right? Bro, and they're so... sending so many gifts back and forth. And they're saying, <laughs> right. they're, they have so much fake news on there. Like, it's it's unbelievable. Like, about dieting, it's like, oh, this is a miracle pill. Try this. And I'm like, no. Like, they, apparently there was, a, there was a meme about jelly bees being healthy. And I was like, yeah. that's not possible. Jelly bee is the most fried sugar, probably the number one diabetic thing you could eat. <laughs> and aunties and uncles are believing it's healthy. I was just mind boggled. Just hearing that, I was like, God damn. It, yeah, WhatsApp is the worst. <laughs> and so of course, <laughs> um, random uncle in India sends me a video. Uh, but it was a uh, it was a video of like, you know, I guess animals and what they go through in the slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's very graphic, very visual. And I think after watching that video, I decided that, you know, I, I'm vegetarian, but you know, I'm you know, I'm almost barely vegetarian. Like I'm doing almost the bare minimum and I, you know, I want to try to do more, you know, at least start with myself. Right. And so, you know, I think ever since watching that video and, you know, I didn't really, you know, I'll admit I didn't really do anything for maybe another month or so, but that video continued mm-hmm. to run in my mind. I was like, man, it was, it was so sad to see. And um, after that, I decided that, you know, I want to get more involved in, you know, you know, animal rights activism and, and donating and doing whatever I can. And that, that was really like the thing that kind of, you know, pushed me over where I ended up, you know, reducing like animal products from my diet. I started nice. um, going to like the animal shelters wherever I could. Um, you know, I know for one of our Jane events, we actually went to a, a dog shelter 
Wow. And, you know, like took them for walks, you know, help clean their cages and all that. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, this is all baby steps. But over time, you start to see the world in a different way. And um, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, it's something I'm very passionate about. And I'm really glad that I kind of was able to open my eyes, you know, at that time, because I was one of those guys that was very stubborn that nothing right. would change me, you know. No, no, that's 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 really that's a really healthy take on it. I, I also feel like I have friends who aren't changed, but they became vegan because they saw like how they treated animals. Right. And, and, and the way they, you know, like the way I had a friend who stopped eating, uh, you know, pig and pork and things like that, because he, he was actually like a big, big advocate of red meat. But then when he first saw like how they treat pigs and stuff and factories and facilities, it's not what we see on the outside. Right. Like, like from somebody who completely eats meat, they just see like the food and they eat it. But they don't see like what the animal endures, the emotions behind it, and what they inject their, you know, their bodies with, such as steroids, for example, right? So yeah. that being said, it's just like obviously growing up not being Jane, it's more easier to just, you know, take me for granted and just eat it, right? But then when you actually see like videos like this, um, even like something like you know, this summer, this past pandemic, there was two videos that really spoke about conspiracy and then the social dilemma that that's a whole different topic but impactful videos like this are so crucial because you know it, it actually awakes people who aren't jane as well and, and and definitely of other cultures and religion religions but i definitely think that you know those guys becoming vegan veganism even beyond me being introduced in the um you know the social space I think it's so powerful because people, more and more people are becoming vegetarian without realizing it. Um, and it's because of animal cruelty. It's because of things that happens to these animals, especially, you know, like, for example, like, you know, lack of food or water for some of them, abuse, abandonment, you know, lack of sanitation, for example, you know, what's happening in the ocean, feces being left on animal farms and stuff like that. So even, even how cows are treated in India, I think it's such a, it's such a powerful thing that, rose and i think it's it's something that all cultures are slowly implementing um even you know people that they don't feel that they're you know contributing towards animals but when they see um you know animals being mistreated and stuff they finally notice it like hey like why am i eating this and i have like a dog at home and you know the, the things they do to like my dog or my cat you know um i actually when i saw um seaspiracy i actually was thinking about getting a pet but my mom is not a big fan of uh, dog scratching up a rug, so I didn't get it yet. But I'll get it eventually. I think uh, I'm aiming on getting like a puppy. I think in like a few months from now. But you know, I just think it's and I'll, I want like a rescue dog. You know, like those dogs that they rescue from the shelters. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was just thinking of getting one, and um, I wanted a golden retriever. So you know, we'll, we'll see. But um, you know, it's just a healthy take. Um, you know, animal cruelty is just. It's 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 so I think people just don't see it, especially people who, um you know, try to just eat meat every single day and they just don't see like the 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 stuff that happens beyond the things, even in factories and stuff. You know, it's just it's just mind boggling. Even for me I, now, it's tougher for me to even eat meat at all. I used to eat it when I was younger uh, because, you know, I wasn't that religious and things like that. But now it's I'm fully vegetarian now. So, you know, I'm just, and I was vegan at one point, but it was too hard. I, I, I had to stay with my dairy. man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. No, honestly. Uh, and I, I think that's so like, I think that's so 
noble that you know you were able to kind of yeah figure out how to eliminate some of the animal products i think um you know they, they say there's like this cognitive dissonance i think that's the word they use where we see a plate of meat but we don't connect it to how it got there right so yes. we don't associate you know the slaughter process versus the actual meat on the table Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they say that if slaughterhouses had glass windows, then everyone would probably, you know, go vegan. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I think uh, the world is changing and, you know, I think for the better. And I think, you know, there's more products that are coming out, more food that's coming out uh, and more companies that are that are willing to kind of make that shift. So I'm excited for the future. I think there's a bright future ahead for this like entire movement. Yeah. And having Clubhouse, too, as a voice, I feel like there's a lot of people on there that probably had they thought they had a vote woke's perspective but they're now more woke or certain topics they they probably never thought of um you know coming to fruition are definitely there there now right Uh, like you know just a lot of topics about climate change just social topics that are happening overall uh i think it's just interesting how you know a, a lot of these topics are being mentioned and you know people are just so willing to kind of participate you know I, I wasn't sure if clubhouse was going to be a thing for long but like from the way you know the audio system works i think it's something about it right just not it's not like a face thing because i feel like when you see people face to face you kind of make a judgment off of them but i feel like with the audio quality and just kind of talking to someone through audio your perception of judgment is less and then therefore you kind of talk more right you kind of just yeah. speak um, and I think that's so interesting. And I feel like I got to connect with so many people on there. Um, but yeah, what, what's your, um, you know, what's, what, what is like the a new thing that uh, you're, you know, you're advocating when it comes to, I guess, moderating? Is there any other topics you're kind of thinking of uh, coming up in this space? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, first, I definitely want to agree with you on Clubhouse uh, being, you know, an incredible app. I think we've both been beneficiaries from it, made a lot of friends, yeah. learned a lot of things. Uh, it's really this, I almost, I look at it as the simplest form of human communication, right? This is almost like having a phone call. Uh, you don't have to worry about how you look, what you're, you know, thinking, you just have a phone call and it's with people that you know, it's with strangers. And, uh, and there's like a, almost a beauty to it where we're kind of moderating ourselves and allowing the conversation to flow. Uh, you know, of course there's abuses to that, but um, I think overall Clubhouse has been just such a unique way to communicate. Uh, in terms of like, just different topics and sessions that we've been planning. Um, Yeah, it's been incredible. I think uh, just in the last like month or so we've had, uh, we had professional topics such as like real estate, you know, and this is for, you know, people of all backgrounds. So uh, I came into this not knowing anything about real estate. Yeah, it's not just you know, just just for the audience, Clubhouse is not about just animal cruelty, social topics. It could be an amalgamation of so many different things. Uh, You know, Coinbase, crypto, you know, you and me already know that that whole community is is wild on Clubhouse. I love it. <laughs> I love the, I love their energy. You know, uh, the stock market, for example. You know, um, there's just so many things. But yeah, continue. Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna say that. You know, um, I actually attended a poetry session a week ago. What? And I, by the way, I have no background in poetry. I don't know anything about it. In fact, I'm probably the most like not untalented person in the world. <laughs> but uh, but I attended a poetry session. I learned a lot about it. What like you know, poets are thinking when they're writing, um, you know, how do they decide on the structure, uh, you know, raw emotion versus something that's a little bit more, you know, filtered out and like how they make these decisions and how they present the poems as well. 
So things like that, I would have never, you know, thought about until like we started having these rooms. And uh, I didn't even know there were sessions like this, to be honest. I thought they just kind of like sat in a room and just thought of it and kind of just related to life. I didn't know there was like, I didn't know there was a way to make poetry a class because it comes from one person normally. Right. Mm -hmm. And the way it comes from is from like a story perspective. So I think of it like an author. But I didn't think there could be like a group session on it because there's so many different mindsets, right? In a room, in a classroom. So yeah, I was thinking, yeah. like, how do you even convey that? Unless like, you know, you're a teacher and like we're back in high school. But just to have it on Clubhouse, that sounds like so much fun, actually. And it shows like how some people can use humor in their poetry. All these emotions can come out, right? From poetry, rappers even. Like there's some poet, poetic nature to that, right? So I think it's so cool. You you took a class on that. I I was actually in a room with um couple people who were not American. It was just like a random room from a different country, but it was some of some of the people knew English, so we actually ended up communicating. And I learned a little bit about the Japanese culture, which was pretty cool. Um, you know, so I I was in like random rooms like that. We call it room hopping, right? On yes. Clubhouse. So, it's just so much fun that you could do that and gain a new perspective and also if there's rooms you don't like you know where people are a little bit like you know over the top or they're just throwing some fit you can leave so i think it's it gives you that flexibility yeah yeah absolutely that's the best part about it just being the ability to hop around and i absolutely agree with you i think meeting people from different countries is definitely something that i haven't experienced before you know uh you know i'll admit i've kind of stayed within the United States for most of my life. I haven't really traveled as much as I wish I could. But through this app, I've been able to meet, you know, so many people from so many different countries. Um, and especially if you're one of those people that stay up a little bit later than usual. So if you stay up till like 2, 3 a.m., you'll start seeing people from Australia, from, you know, South Korea, from Japan. And, and you know, they speak English. Um, and, you know, they're willing to, to conversate because on their end, they're excited to meet an American as well, right? uh so you know i've had some really cool experiences on this app no and i'll be honest with you too on top of that my perception of people that were not from america was a little bit like oh they probably don't understand english or they probably dude they understand better than me half the time half, <laughs> right half of these things work like, they understand sarcasm like people from toronto like for example right like we had this notion well not me but like just growing up in general like oh these canadians don't know anything yo some of them are one of the smartest people like you'll ever meet and they're so like they understand english better than me like some words some of the words they use are like like you know frazzled and like just like pretty pretty big words that i don't know i didn't expect from somebody from a different country to use let alone i didn't know you know so i i, I mean i applaud them i think that's so it's so cool to have my mind kind of open up and just kind of just understand like yo these people know things that i don't and and, and, and they're from different countries, you know, like Europeans, too. They know a lot of things about soccer and a lot of things about even just cultural shifts that I, I am still learning. So, yeah, I honestly feel a little bit more like, damn, I got to do my research and be a little bit more, you know, open minded towards other countries. And it's not it wasn't about being open minded. It was just more about I didn't understand. I didn't think th like, you know, the countries outside education wise, you wouldn't think that they'd be that good at communicating back and that was more of a shocker to me um the communication aspect back because i was like damn they understand sarcasm like it's good you know in india half them you know it's tough to like i guess relate because they're more from a 
you know, English medium school and, you know, yeah. they have a both version of, you know, how certain jokes work and sometimes take it literally. Um, but no, man, <laughs> some of these countries are dope. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite experiences on this app, uh, we had this one room that was, I think it was like 3 a.m. So I was on this app way too long. Yeah. But uh, we started having people join from, you know, various countries. Um, you know, we had, you know, I think, like I said, people from Australia, from South Korea, from Japan, from India, uh, just, you know, so many different countries. And, uh, and I was moderating this event. And so I asked this simple question, right? And, you know, knowing that not everyone is speaking English as their first language, I asked this question, what makes you a good friend? And uh, you know, it's a very question. simple question, but I think it's like a universal a question, thing, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's something that everyone because everyone you know, can relate to it. That's right, that's right. And so we kind of went down the list, right? Uh, and you know, we went down the room, and then we started asking more questions like that. Like another question was, "What does your name mean?" Right? That's another universal type question. Yeah. And I think it was incredible hearing that, like, "Oh, my name means this in this language," and it was just such a cool experience. And people that didn't know the meanings, they looked it up. <laughs> people that did know the meanings, <laughs> they they shared what it means to them. And, um, and I think it was just such a beautiful thing. So, I mean, even, even despite like the barriers that you would imagine in communication, we were able to find common ground in some of these rooms. Reminds me of a toy story. Like, it's like, you know, that like theme song, you got a friend in me. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, for that shit. Um, no, it's so cool. Cause like, I think everybody just kind of wants to have friends too. Right. Just being in, um, like Toronto, like, uh, you know, I know a couple of girls from there from Toronto and, they're, they don't have the vaccine, so they're just like, yo, we just want friends. And we'd be on the app, and we're just somehow, like, talking, and then middle of the night, and next thing you know, like, a week later, we're all watching, like, Get Out on Skype. And you would think, like, it would be a little awkward, but it wasn't. It was just, like, like meeting friends from the first time. And it's very natural, and, you know, we all just kind of got much closer. We have a better take on, like, random things like Twin Flames. I didn't even know what that was until I got on there. Um, a little bit about lung, love language, you know, just random things, understanding how cars work, you know, I think it was just so interesting how foodies are. There's so many foodies on there. Like, you're <laughs> right. one of them. I know? am one of them. I'll admit. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's just like, I was like, what? I did not know. And the food network's huge. Like all you guys have thousands of followers. There's like no cap there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you guys have so many followers. Like it's crazy. Like thousands. So it's like insane, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, I think it's really surreal meeting like a clubhouse friend and like another. Do, medium. do you think? Do you think like once you get your MBA, you'll probably go for like a traveling kind of job just because you love to meet people, or you think you'll just stay in Texas um, just because like you know you're you're a good moderator, bro. Like I think for you, you'd be a great like travel person kind of job, and then like you know you'd also I feel like you, you like to socialize and get to know people, so I feel like with you, you can definitely use that um in building you know maybe like your global chain network but also like your career too right because you know you're, i think you have that kind of personality for it yeah absolutely uh i definitely agree with you i think a uh you know a traveling job you know i think maybe a career in consulting would be a a very solid career choice for me you know i think it's something i would enjoy and so yeah you know hopefully when things start opening up i would be interested in moving out of texas seeing what though the world out there has for me yeah no for sure um you know if you're ever in like if you're ever looking around jersey there's huge actually pretty big jersey mark like market like for tech too there's a lot of jobs in jersey surprisingly 
um, obviously Cali, you know, Silicon Valley and stuff. But uh, just from a tech too, you know, as people in tech, like I'm learning a couple of JavaScript stuff, AWS, things like that. Um, do you, are you like a heavily, a big investor in, with stocks too? Because I'm, you know, most of the people that I know are tech, they also love stocks and they kind of coincide with each other because, you know, you learn a couple new things. You learn how, you know, for example, AMD chip is coming out and you learn a little bit about, um, you know, technology and stuff. So do you think like a big advocate of stocks and do you research it like on pretty weekly basis? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think it's a really good question. I, you know, I have a formal degree in finance and so, you know, we learned some of the fundamentals in finance just through schooling, but I was never really interested in the stock market um, or, you know, let me take that back. I wasn't as active in the stock market as maybe just a few months ago. Uh, I, I think the whole GameStop, you know, incident that happened, like it was just such a funny and interesting uh, situation. I got very involved, started researching it. Oh, dude, same, um, same. I, I wish I invested, but I was too chicken to invest. But I had a friend <laughs> yeah. who made 200K and I had a friend who lost like 10. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was pretty funny. And even like, I liked how you shared that one post and it, it relates. You you said, her, I like guys who take big risks. And then it's like me, <laughs> bye, 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 bye. And then like, <laughs> right. it was everybody that in their mother's bought, like a decent amount came out profitable, decent amount lost shit ton of money. So I, I just think that was the funniest thing, you know, <laughs> that related to right. me like, so much, so. Oh, dude, absolutely. No, I, I can definitely relate to that meme as well. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the stock market, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's uh, a huge advocate for just financial literacy in general. So being able to understand where your money is, um, you know, the ability to invest it, to move it around. Uh, those are things that not everyone that like that we learn in school, you know, often. Yeah. So these are things that we have to kind of learn on our own. Uh, and so I, I think it's good for everyone to kind of understand their finances and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even if you're not investing, at least, uh, or if you're not like actively putting your mo- own money into stocks, but knowing your options and what people do, I think is really important. And I think this incident kind of sparked that, you know, kind of whole, um, you know, interest in finance and financial literacy. So I think it's, I think it's a good thing in the long run. I, I definitely think uh, they said also this was one of the biggest years like our generation actually jumped in the stocks, the millennials. Um, I definitely think that people definitely took a huge interest in it. I've had friends who from different backgrounds, not only business and finance, but doctors that took a huge interest in the stock market. They also were more astounded with the fact that, damn, we didn't know this during our youth days in, 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 in college. <laughs> Half of them are from my fraternity and they're like, yo, we could have just fundraised using stocks instead of going to like these like uh, stand meetings, standing in stands and doing like $7 hour jobs. If we knew how to do stocks, you know, like (laughs) long-term growth. And we were like, yo, we were just fundraising on the streets of Newark, like just asking people for money. Cause like, you know, as college broke college kids, we don't have much funding. Right. And throwing parties are expensive. Uh, And then afterwards, like spending it on, you know, my, my, my fraternity, for example, we uh, enforce on diabetes a lot. So we fund, like, you know, we, we donate to diabetes uh, juvenile research foundation. And um, I just think like, you know, having that much money and supporting all these causes as a college student and paying for dorming and tuition, it's extremely expensive. And (laughs) if, if any of our brothers just even knew like one single thing about the stocks, man, 
we'd have like you know just made enough money to get by we didn't have to like need thousands but i think we would have made like a few hundred and you know just paid for our parties without like grinding for 50 hours for a single day you know so you know yeah yeah i funny. i can absolutely agree with that um i think of just being in finance and nonprofits you know having yeah. the ability to fundraise money to to make financial decisions and and yeah, you know, I mean, nonprofits do have their own little funds as well. So maybe do something with that. No, for sure. For sure. I actually work for a nonprofit, Federal Reserve. So, you know, there's just so much, um, so much movement with nonprofit organizations. And, you know, they really do care about the public. It's just tough for them to show it because, you know, it's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, it's one of those things that over time you see the growth, but, during the moment, yeah, right? Like, for example, like when you have cancer research patients or, you know, funds for cancer, obviously you don't, no one knows where that money goes. Or they feel like they don't know. But then they, they're using that money to kind of do research, to help patients out, to help um, people with worse conditions or, or like later stages of cancer out. And I think it's interesting that, you know, if, if someone wants to take interest or work for a nonprofit, you know, I think you learn a lot. Like I work, work for a nonprofit and man, they donate like no tomorrow. They also advocate good health, you know, and things like that. Um, health is so important, man. I think um, without health, you can't do anything. Right. So. No, absolutely agree with that. But yeah, man. Um, so yeah, I mean, do you have anything else you want to share? I mean, we have a little bit of time left. So if you feel you want to share something, just go for it. You know, um, everybody follow Sunny Jane. <laughs> <In the show. laughs> no, absolutely. No, Umang, I just wanted to thank you for this opportunity. Um, I think it's always great connecting with you. Um, yeah. And I'm glad we were able to do this together. I think this was a very interesting conversation, went over a lot of different topics. And hopefully people were able to um, gain some value out of this conversation and um, also sure. I would ask everyone to follow Umang Shah you know if you're not already uh, <laughs> most likely they are from this podcast throwing it back but, to uh, me huh <laughs> throwing it back to me <laughs> throwing it back to you absolutely but no definitely connect with him and follow him on Clubhouse he has some awesome rooms and he's always um, adding like you know insight and value to all these rooms no for sure and I'll definitely see you on Clubhouse and you know we can hopefully in the future if you want to come on as a guest we can also bring more people from the Jane community uh my goal for this podcast is to have a more engaging audience um it doesn't matter how many people we bring on the show uh i just want to make sure that this podcast kind of helps everybody out whether it's mental health whether it's religion whether it's um just it, it's to create a better version of you and the best possible version of you and a, a, a well woke person so you know just understanding topics that matter and just kind of implementing that in your own life i i definitely you know thank you for again for coming on the show and yo maybe we can have a podcast with more of the people from global jane network and maybe we can have a more uh you know more deep dive into a conversation maybe more to jainism next time uh, a little bit more about other topics we have covered but yo thanks for coming on the show sunny i really appreciate you and uh i'll see you on clubhouse all right Oh, man, likewise. Thank you, Amon. Got you, bro. Thanks. Bye.
running.